Welcome to the TFW Podcast. That's Freaking Wrestling, episode 76. It's a special one because it is your boy's birthday. Get them all off. October 22nd? I'm feeling good. They say, like, the older you get, like, the worse you're supposed to feel and that's not true at all if you do if you do life the right way you only feel better each and every year that goes past so thank y'all for listening i told ishan and rudisha this one i'm riding in the back seat i'm just a passenger they are driving the tfw bus on today's episode i'm laying out take it away ladies and gentlemen And thank y'all for listening to the CFW Podcast. You have a wonderful rest of your week and see y'all Wednesday. Damn, you ended like that. All right, guys, take care. We'll see you Wednesday. Happy birthday, starters. Thank you, baby. Appreciate it, brother. Uh, We were right before we you hit play or start, E talked about dynamite. And I'm like, oh my God, dynamite did just happen, like within this time frame. Like it's 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 off. I, I'm not quite used to our new recording days. And so it's like, wow, I don't have any of my dynamite notes except for MJF is already signed to AEW. <laughs> That's the only thing I have for for dynamite. So Ishan, I know you said that you had some stuff on dynamite. I know we usually start on WWE first, but anything you want to talk about on dynamite first? Oh yeah, you you guys are really flipping these scripts because I was ready to talk some SmackDown. I got to talk AEW. All good though, all good on Big Matt's birthday. Um, but you know, part of the reason about Dynamite is that Dynamite seemed like it happened like two weeks ago. It could happen on Wednesday, right? And it seemed like it's so far along. We see so much wrestling. We you guys had a big weekend. Um, we're gonna get to that, but a couple of things on Dynamite. So shouts out to them because we got what well it was over nine hundred thousand views. So the yeah. big up wow. from last Tuesday, right? Three hundred more, three hundred thousand more people watched the show. And so, yeah, if so we look at the and we look at the numbers. I, I don't have uh, NXT's numbers in front of me, but weren't their numbers higher than NXT this week? It was. Yep, they definitely wow. got them back on their night. Uh, I believe uh, NXT lost viewers. Um, from last week, but of course, I mean they had a star study yeah. lineup on that show, right? But um, when you watch that show, now I gotta ask you guys, mm-hmm. the show was fine, but it was a lot of yuck on that show to me. Hmm. Now three hundred people, three hundred thousand people came to watch that show. I hope they came away with some great <laughs> takeaways because there was some yuck on that show for me, guys. What did you guys think about the show overall? You thought it was more yuck than than yum. Sometimes, you know, so here's the thing. When you, when you get a good meal, right? And then, you know, let's say you're making some gumbo, right? And then somebody burns the sausage. And they chop it up and they put it in the, in the soup. Okay. Then that's, that, that's, that, that burnt sausage smell somehow fuck up the whole soup. <laughs> it does. It does. Right? And that's, that's what happened. I wouldn't say it was more, but, you know, them, them little turds they put up in that soup kind of ruined the soup a little bit for me. But what do you guys think overall? I can't even remember what happened on Dynamite. I'm trying to Jesus. look. Yeah. Oh, Y'all look. I gave her these the baton. Yeah. And look, look what happened. Look what happened. I remember. Listen. And maybe one of the biggest things that happened on the show is Sting announced his retirement date. Mm-hmm. That felt like a week ago. Which is Revolution 2024. Absolute legend in the business. 
we know that already. Like, we don't have to go down the accolades and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I, I was happy with the announcement because on the last show, I said, like, I hope he doesn't just say I'm retired because you could have did that at All In in Wembley in front of the, you know, 80,000 crowd. But now that he gave us almost six months, make this a big deal. Make yes. it a big deal. Make it a thing where the next however many months, if he's in that city for that show, make it a big deal for that. You know, and then come with whatever the, the final matches. I know he always said he wanted his final match to be teaming with Darby. Of course, plans can change, but we'll see how that plays out. Uh, but I thought that was a big deal. I loved his speech. I love that he brought up Hogan and the crowd booed and they shot to the <laughs> black guy, which was incredible. I missed that one. I missed shout that out one. To, shout out to the black guy in the crowd that was like, fuck Hogan, man. We don't rock with him no more. And shout out to Real. the cameraman. Hopefully it's the same cameraman that, that had the uh, book Women's Wrestling Better, whatever that sign was <laughs> a couple months ago. But I thought that was great. I was big on they announced a couple of big matches and then they announced a couple of character building segments. I did think the Nick Wayne segment wasn't as good as it could have been. They they aren't even telling the story of I turned on Darby because Swerve came into my house and committed attempted murder. He allowed it to happen and he got cool with him afterwards. Uh, or not AR Fox, I should say. That's like mm. the easy story. So like they're, they're but whatever, they're, they're kind of trying to push a story that's not there really. Uh, but my biggest takeaway from Dynamite, and I enjoy Dynamite, is I don't want to see Kenny Omega tag with the Elite ever again. Never? That man is such a star on his own. He just he exudes what I would expect a game-changing wrestler to be, and we know that's what Kenny Omega is. Get him away from the Bucks. It, like when they get together, I get it. It's the fun thing and it's just the trios, but he is a completely different guy by himself. That is the Kenny Omega I want and need in AEW going forward. I mean, when you see him by himself, it is like when everybody talked about Kenny Omega being the best wrestler in the world, you finally can see it for those people who didn't follow him in NJPW. And I do remember Dynamite now. <laughs> oh gosh. I do That's remember. Awesome. <laughs> Um, I, yep. So I had to go back and look at, at the match card, but it just seemed like so long ago. And that dynamite to me was absolutely amazing. So I know you mentioned your whole thing about burnt sausage, but I eat my gumbo without sausage. So for me, dynamite was amazing. I, I, I can't really wait to hear it. what his burnt sausage is. So what was your burnt sausage? What, what, what was on your plate on Wednesday night? You was like, this ain't it. Nick Wayne's mom, you know, as a fellow, <laughs> as a fellow thespian, right? Tired a long time ago. That was like some of the worst acting. And, and AEW needs to keep that off the TV. Or they need to shorten that. Because, like, her, that whole segment was... like it, It's amazing how wrestling fans, we just lower our expectation for, like, wrestling. Like, we, we watch great movies and actors all day long, but we can watch some bad acting and say, oh, no, that was a great segment because it was a wrestling segment. No, the hell with that. That was horrible. No, the best thing about that was Christian. Just Christian, walk, Christian walking in the scene putting a hand on Nick's uh, shoulder and said, I'm your dad now. Or whatever he said. I don't remember what he said specifically. Because I, I just popped when I saw him, now. right? Yeah. And I don't know if I popped because I saw him because I was like, okay, I don't have to listen to Nick and, her, and his mom anymore. But Christian in that segment was awesome. But like that segment went way too long. It was too much terrible acting. Keep that off my TV, please. Do not keep Nick Wayne's mom off my TV. Mm -hmm. Nick Wayne's mom can get it. Oh, so I, I know what you're talking about, about maybe she can't act, but let me explain something to you. Hmm. 
I enjoyed it. I could have watched that segment on mute and probably still got the same amount. So maybe you're right about the acting piece, but that's a good looking woman. I, I gotta watch. I gotta watch what I say, yeah. man, because I like my wife. I didn't think she listened to these podcasts, but the Thank oh you. yeah, the previous, no, the, the previous, uh, hey, you the need previous to apologize podcast. to the breakfast hey, we club need this time. We, we need that. So just yeah. real quick, you got you got to just share with the audience because you didn't think she heard you. <laughs> Katrina heard you, sir. How did that conversation go after the podcast? So the strangest thing, the woman's crazy. And um, so I, I I come down. You gotta apologize my, for that. You can't call her crazy. Well, she, that's that's true. So she can't deny that one. But you know, so my, the office is upstairs. You know, when the magic happens upstairs. So I go downstairs. I've had haven't eaten dinner, and my wife has this, this crazy scene that she's created. She has the oven door wide open. She has a chair, and she's sitting directly in front of it. Half her body's <laughs> inside this oven, and she has the phone in her hand. And I'm looking, I'm just like, why are you ha- why is half your body in this oven, right? So that's my that's what's going on in my mind. And she turns around and shoots this this stare at me. You might not want to eat the food I prepared for you after what I just heard. <laughs> I get it now, Rhodesia. And that? guess what the food was that she prepared? Burnt sausage. Burnt ass sausage in the gumbo, baby. He still ain't got over it. You gotta uh, watch him off, man. You can't be out here talking like she ain't listening. She listens, hey, but, man. Babe, but I did tell him, I'm like, look, I want less lip, more apron, more booty oh, wiggle in the, he, in the he, oven. He's double down in again. More hands going. I told her that. She, oh, no. she left. She, she ain't listening to this episode. I ain't. Wow. I'm gonna make sure of that. I'm gonna make left. sure of that. Yeah, I'm gonna make sure of that. Wow. Wow. But so let's talk about let's talk about Kenny uh Kenny Omega real quick, right? Yeah. Like I'm I'm with you. I want to see more um Kenny Omega. Um he's definitely a star. But I have a hard time when I see like these stars and these great wrestlers struggle against these lower car guys, a guy who's primarily a tag team wrestler. I know it's a great match and that's what AEW's known for. But I'm like, man, why is he struggling so hard against Kyle effing Fletcher? Number number two. Why didn't my boy Will Hobbs knock this dude on his ass when he run up on him? He gonna run up on him, and, he, and then, he, then then he did the old school. What? What? Oh, what? Will you show him what, man? Knock him out. Like why? They, why they acting like Kyle Fletcher is Stone Cold Steve Austin? I know he got a sexy woman at home. I get that. Maybe that's that's giving him that big old that energy mm-hmm. he need. You know what I'm saying? To come up on Will Hobbs and then last 45 minutes with Kenny Omega. But God dang it, big D energy. He's, he 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 cow Fletcher at the end of the day, man. I get you want to see a good showing. That's great. But I don't think the match should have been as long. I think he had a little bit too much bravado when he when he walked up on Will Hobbs like that. Wow. Will Hobbs is a monster. Right? He's the monster. He's the Chris. He's the Chris Jericho killer. I killed him. I got a new name for him. He's the Jericho Killer. And then here, he, here is JK? Kyle walking up on him, talking about what? No, so then, fam, so, so where, so where, do, where do you, um, end the line and begin the line on? We're trying to make a star. So like with, with Fletcher, I'm guessing his tag partner's probably be out for a little bit. All right, this is the time. Which he's a face anyway to me. Crowd loves him. He's great in the ring. He's got charisma. He, got, he has a great taste in women, yeah, you know. He does have a great taste in women, which she's got to change her finish. Last night on Collision, she Dude. did this like Somerset powerbomb. 
as a finish. And right now they're going with this, which I like the, the story. Her and Willow are kind of like trying to fight off the demons of being sprayed by Julia. But like the finish just that that's a face finish. Like she could have just finished with the power bomb, but whatever. I got I digress on that. Um, but but where where do you if they're trying to make Kyle Fletcher, because we know that the story between uh the Don Callis family and Kyle is not over yet because he lost and they continued it on social media after Dynamite. So we know we're going forward with it. You have a great match with Kenny Omega. If Kyle is like now going to be like, say just the next big thing for three, four months, I don't know. You know, he, he's the, he's the new singles guy. Are you okay with it then? Or is your feeling of you're not okay with it? Cause you know that potentially he could just be just another tag guy three or four months from now. Bingo, bango, baby. Are right, you going, you, he going to go 45 minutes to an hour with Kenny Omega and, and run up on the monster. And they all of a sudden when it's, when, when Mark come back, he going to go back to jobbing and tag matches. Like what's all this equity that you building up? What's the, what's that doing for me? That pisses me off. So how about this? We were going to do a start, stop, continue on this show. This is do it now. So we're going to do a start, stop, continue for AW. Hey, what, do we want them to continue to do? What do we want them to stop doing? What do we want them to start doing? We'll do WWE on Wednesday's pod. Uh, and then you guys listening can hit us up on our socials. That's FNW on X and Instagram. And let us know your same thing. Shoot me DM, put it in the messages, and we can kind of give you know any of the, the things that we hear. Even if it's AEW related, we can shout it out on Wednesday's pod. Leave it there, and we'll talk about it. But you know, we've talked a lot about just both companies since Triple H has taken over, how... WWE has skyrocketed, uh, in our opinions, in terms of how good the shows have been. And AEW kind of has regressed from where they were, you know, two or three years ago. Um, so if, if you were the booker, you got the book. Tony Khan is like, hey, look, I'm going to have you as my tag partner on creative. And I want you to tell us something that we just need to continue to do, something we got to stop doing, and something that we need to start. You go ahead and, and lead it. Uh, what is your star stop continue for AEW? So with AEW, I, I think they're, I think the path they're on is a, is a correct path. Um, they just deviate from that path occasionally. What I would like them to do, I want them to start really building and playing up the big moments in their history. They've been around for four, almost five years, and they have so many great moments, and they kind of skip by them so quickly. Like the, the Wembley Stadium accomplishment, was huge for AEW and for wrestling in general. And that seemed like that was like two years ago. Like, right? And I'm not saying like every week they need to talk about that, but they can mention, they can say that, hey, we, like AEW, like make them seem like they're bigger than they are, right? We had mm -hmm. the highest grossing, you know, wrestling uh, event ever, right? Just to keep on building that AEW is for real. And they're just at, and just to, even if we don't think they're as big as WWE, let them believe it, right? If you keep putting something out there, People are going to come to it, right? So just really in embracing their history and their biggest moments. And let's not just run past and get to the next thing. Let's keep building upon that, right? And let's keep talking about that history that we created. And so something I would like to, are we just, are we doing the starts? Are we? Yeah, we can. You know what? We probably should have done. This could be its own show. Absolutely. I have so much. I want to peel back on that answer and just kind of get into it, but we won't have time for it to be. Maybe. We, we, this is all right. So let's give it, and then we need to just revisit it on another show because, and I agree with you, but there's a lot that comes with that. I think that you would kind of have to like flesh out, but 
Uh, okay, so then, Rhodesia, what's your start? For the start, stop, continue. I did them just very simple bullet point things to do. Um, for those who've done a start, stop, continue before with work, they know that, or you know that this could be hours long. Hence to your hey, point. I, I, I hate these, by show. the way. I, I hate these too. For work. I, so hate I, I hate these for work, so by the way. These. I don't know why I suggested and it's, it. And it's hours and it's hours. <laughs> and then you, you rattle and tattle on your boss mm. and your boss comes back in the room. You, whatever. Okay. So I just did mm. straight bullet points because of course I could say start building the woman better, but that's so many different things had to happen to, to get there. So my start would just be refs enforce the rules. That'd be my start. There need to be consistency. Just start enforcing the rules. That's a, that's a great one. My start would be to have weekly TV, more story character driven. And I'm not talking, when I talk about characters, I'm not saying I, I want undertakers on my TV. I want Canes on my TV or I want Andre the Giants on my TVs or Ultimate Warriors on my TV. No, but every wrestler, unless their character is, they're just a great wrestler needs to have something behind them. Every big wrestler in the history of the wrestling business has a character. There, there's somebody. Omega is the best bout machine, right? But then you have somebody like Stone Cold, Texas Rattlesnake, The Rock, People's Champion. Um, that's what I want them to start having their TV surrounding is more investment in the wrestlers themselves. Amen. Amen. Hey, let's pause for a second. I want to go back to Rhodesia's uh, women's division thing. It's, it's something when Sheeta won the championship, like I was surprised and kind of shocked that it happened. And because she keeps just winning just the championship against Paige. Yeah, she, she keeps winning the championship and then Paige. she loses it very quickly. <laughs> Jesus. Hey. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, Paige. Yeah, yeah, Paige. Beautiful MJ. Yeah, well, I was going to keep going with it because <laughs> I knew what you were talking about. I ain't Wait, what you say? <laughs> I said beautiful MJ. Oh no, we going. I'm gonna edit that off too. I'm editing that off too. Um, why does she have the championship? Because it should never been put on Saraya in the first place. That's one. Two. This is on the other side of it. I don't. I can't directly answer that. But she gets pops like big time. The fans love her. They're always behind her. So she is great, man. If we she have to great. look at that. I, that's what I'm gonna have to go with that that the fans want it because who, she's a workhorse who else right now. Who else would? She's a workhorse. Like Soraya is. I mean, it was a great moment, and I'm glad they did it for you know to have her family there and all in. Beautiful. Okay, well we're past that now. Like the Outcast story is dead in the water, especially mm -hmm. when Tony went with what she's going with to get the mm -hmm. belt off of her. And mm -hmm. since then, we saw she did a great match this past Wednesday, and then we get her again against Ruby this Wednesday. Yep. We wouldn't have gotten that with Soraya being the, the, the title holder. So like for me, and it comes across sometimes like this, I don't think it's the case, but she has a reputation of, damn, shit ain't really going the best in the women's division. Put it on Sheeta. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, and but, she course corrects, she gets it right every time. But that's what I'm saying, but that, that's saying a whole lot that she's that, she provides that stability in the women's division. Mm -hmm. so, so I can ask you, because I like Sheeta. I like Sheeta a lot. I, actually, mm -hmm. I like her, uh, her outfits too. Mm -hmm. Outfits are, are really nice. Mm -hmm. Um, do you think that she's the best of what the AW women's division has to offer? Right now, this second? It's in general. She's had well, this. I say because, like, yeah. don't forget about Jamie Hayter, but she's out, injured. Mm -hmm. We still have Tony. Take, Jada, take Jamie out. You have Tony? No, Tony Storm right now is the best right now. Mm -hmm. But she doesn't, the title won't, wouldn't make sense with no. where her character's at. 
But if, but if you say like, hey, yeah, if you say take outside, say take all that in into account. Is there anybody who should have the belt right now over Sheeta? I can't pick anybody. Mm-hmm. That's say right now, this moment should have the belt over her. And so when I think about that, because I like that, right? Because also think about I haven't seen Brett Baker on TV in some time doing anything. Mm-hmm. And when she is, it's not very memorable anymore. Right. I would have to say that I might agree with Rhodesia. I didn't think about them originally. They need to rebuild that women's division. I think they have the weakest women's division on the main shows right now. I'm talking, I'm, I'm including Impact in that right now as well. You mean ROH? No, no, AEW. I think they oh, have oh, the oh, you mean out of all of them? Okay, yeah. Oh, Impact division. kills it on women's side, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I, I would take Impact over there, over them right now. NXT I'll take NXT sure. with Becky and over them right now. I even take what's happening in the WWE women's division. And I think that's a problem with the talent that they have. So I think that's all about booking and positioning for me. It's a really good one. Okay, so that was all of our starts. What's, what's our stop? No, we got to do... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop is next. Okay. Want me to go first? I'll e? take that first. Yep. E, what's your, what's your stop? All right. I need them to stop comparing themselves to WWE. Period. Hmm. I don't want to hear about Tony Khan and Jericho going online talking about beating whoever in the ratings, comparing themselves in the ratings, going to war. I don't want to hear about that now. It could, we're four years removed. Now, that was a nice rally cry when they first started. Right? Mm-hmm. It was so many disgruntled fans. I was one of them. I was a disgruntled WWE fan. I hated Vince. I'm ready to ride behind anybody that was against the WWE. But now we're in a different mode right now. Now we got Triple H. And I think another interesting conversation we can have one day is we can take, like, hey, what do we think is makes a, a wrestling promotion good or great? Like, right? And we can have, like, 10 or 20 different things. And I bet if we were to grade each box, I bet WWE right now with Triple H leading creative will probably be a passing, if not a B or, or an, even an A in most things. Right with AEW, let's take that same checklist with them. Right now, I think the average fan would rate them a little bit lower in certain categories, but raise them in other categories. Right, I think that AEW really needs to embrace what they do well and stop comparing because they're they're our turn to brand right now. They're not going to beat WWE in any ratings. It's a monster. They can't they can't beat them. And I think in some ways they alienate the fans because of what I was trying to say is that I think a lot of fans have went back to WWE and I think they're kind of alienating those fans by comparing themselves at to, to WWE right now and WWE is doing so well. They're almost like a, it's a fanfare with WWE. So I think they're going to kind of get some detractors by constantly comparing themselves to a beloved WWE right now. So stop poking the bear. Focus on your company. Focus on your brand. Focus on what you do really well because you are an alternative and there are a lot of fans that want that alternative that you bring. So learn. So that's going to go into my continue. So that's my stop is stop fighting and poking the bear. I don't mind so much that back and forth. I like the competition. Um, a lot of great teams do it. That's your rivalry. That's the whole how rivalry was, was created and how it continues. So I don't mind that so much i see your points though my stop again i just did simple bullet points and it was from last night stop the three-man commentary team on collision i like nigel and i like kevin kelly that's it we don't need tony shivani in there plugging aw um every single segment we don't need that i know jr comes in on main events but i love 
that Nigel and Kevin Kelly tag, well, as far as commentary for those two, do not add anybody else in there because that to me just seems like it adds in that learning curve of synergy. And I'm not here for that because Collision, again, was this prized possession. Don't let don't let this fall completely apart by adding somebody else on there. So now you definitely sound like a Dynamite or a Rampage or your normal um, shows. We, collision was supposed to be different. Don't put Tony on there on commentary. So stop the three-man commentary team. We, we didn't talk about that either. There, there's something too why Shiavani's on Collision now. I know he came out and said like he's got his love back for doing uh, play-by-play again. I don't know. His, his first week was last week. Kevin Kelly was noticeably quiet during those two hours mm. and it wasn't much better from, I mean, he, he was a little bit better yesterday. Kevin Kelly was, just been, you know, in terms of that three man group, but something's not right with that. So I don't know if this is going to be the way for Kevin Kelly to step away. And then it's just going to be back to a two man with Giovanni and Nigel, but something's up there for sure. Um, my stop is for them to stop thinking that match announcement is going to increase their business. And it's not. Like, they came out, and the match was fantastic. Awesome match between Brian and Andrade on Collision. Mm-hmm. And Tony came out, I think, on Friday and said that he was going to announce a dream match. I think that's kind of going to a little bit too far to say dream match. But whatever, the match was fantastic. That, but we, we won't even talk about that match next week. Two weeks from now. Hell, we definitely won't be talking about that match three months from now. And with a few weeks of a build, we maybe would talk about that match. You know, Okada's wrestling on Dynamite Wednesday. It's Okada and Orange Cassidy tagging. Hmm. That's great. But, like, we won't talk about it a month from now. So you're saying stop that just match announcement for this coming show. Build more to the story so that it can feel like a dream match. Correct. Yeah, you, you, you're not going to just announce matches and then people are just going to shell out money to buy tickets or stop whatever they're doing to tune in just for a match if there wasn't the proper build for it. You know, that's, that's, that's interesting, um, Matt, because that kind of goes into what my continue is. My continue for AEW is to continue to build your unique audience in a way that they have been. I think part of it is the matches. Like, that's their thing. That's their lane. So, like, there's three of us on this podcast, obviously, right? So two of us, we prefer WWE in their style, and then Rhodesia prefers AEW. And I think one of the things that you like, Rhodesia, you you love that match stuff, right? Like, and mm-hmm. for a, a big portion of their audience, that's that's what they want. Like, right? They part of what they do is is matches, matches, matches. They're create and like I like actually in some ways the overselling. That's in sales. You do that. Right, you mm-hmm. oversell things to the consumer. You make it seem bigger than what it is because in the moment, that's what you want. You want that emotional response. So yeah, this is this week's a dream match. Next week's a dream match. We got the dreamiest match coming in three weeks. Like that's the just dreamiest. part of the dreamiest match. <laughs> they got that's that's just part of it, right? Like, and so I think they need to continue to build their unique audience, right? But along the way, right? Because I think that the the dynamite crowd that watched last week on Tuesday that six hundred thousand. I bet okay. I would probably say that's around their hardcore audience. And I mean by hardcore, I mean people that no matter what's on, they're tuning in to Dynamite. I got, I'm going to watch me some Dynamite tonight. Like, mm-hmm. it don't matter what else. It, NBA's on, football's on, you know, Rosie O'Donnell comes back, who, whoever's on TV, they're watching that show. How can I continue to build that hardcore audience, right? What kind of 
you know, layers of excitement I cannot add. It's going to bring build fifty more people or a hundred thousand more people. But at the same time, staying in your in your lane and doing what's brought you to the dance. To build on that, your continue. I'm going to take it to another step. I'm higher. I want them to continue being a variety. And I just had an aha moment. I know this is not wrestling like old school wrestling, but I go to WWE to get a lot of that. And it's probably because this is what I have. So that's how I, I operate. I go to WWE for that storytelling, that soap opera feel. Where AEW is a variety. I first started by saying continue the variety as far as different style of matches. I probably want to now say just being a variety show because I'm not going to get a lot of that hokey dokey or hooky dokey whatever we were trying to say the other week. I don't want maybe that in my AEW. And I think that's probably what I like about it because AEW is a variety. So you have different style of matches. You have the slow methodical ones and you have your height flipping grips and all that stuff like with the Young Buck style matches. I like that. So I want them to actually continue that because that is different than AEW. If you're going back to the point of stop trying to compare yourself to to WWE, then don't. And don't be WWE. So for me, I'm continuing the variety, being an option that's different than um, WWE, and also the matches itself. I've come to realize we all want sports entertainment with our wrestling. We just didn't want Miss McMahon's vision at 80 years old of what sports entertainment is. (laughs) Hell no. You know what I mean? Because if we didn't, we would loathe and hate what Tony's doing. Danny Garcia wouldn't have got over for dancing the way he has. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's all sports entertainment stuff like that's the stuff that we love we just didn't like the stuff that seriously insulted our intelligence and we're like damn why am i even still watching this that's what we didn't like anymore bingo Mm -hmm. um my continue is continue to put on incredible pay-per-views and having bullet pointed promos i would not want them to go into a straight scripted promo thing I i love that pass or fail hot or not separates the great people from the people that still got work to do i'm okay with somebody completely bombing a promo if they're going to get better. So to me, that's the only way you get better. And uh, just the, 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 the shows, like, they've had more pay-per-views this year than they've ever put together. And arguably, it's been their best year of work on these pay-per-views. And it's because they have such an incredible roster of talent that can go. So we're already invested into these matches because they're selling them to us. Just continue to do that because the shows have been excellent. Vince, I know you had said, let's go over to WWE SmackDown. I have to start with gold. And when I say gold, we had the return of Bianca Belair again, looking like straight gold. Hey, Ishan, she took some time off and she really killed her outfit this time. She had time to sew that bad baby up and add all the lace, all the sequins. How excited were y'all to see her come out? Did y'all expect her coming out right then? You know, the sad thing for me is that when that match came on, I went to go do something else. Yeah, <laughs> so you I went missed, to, I went you missed the beautiful return of Bianca Belair. Yeah, I had to come back and run it back. And I heard some music and I'm like, oh, snap. So then I had to Stop. run Hold back. I had Hold to hit the on. rewind button button and Hold I had to go listen, watch the, the, the show. Hold on. Are you telling me Mr. We got a kumbaya on women's wrestling. Mr. I just need them to invest more time into the characters of female wrestling. 
I want to get on board. They're not getting me nothing to get on board with. You are telling me the main event of SmackDown, which was EO Sky for Charlotte mm-hmm. Flair. Mm-hmm. Charlotte Flair is a GOAT already. She can retire and she's a GOAT. EO mm-hmm. Sky is somebody we've been clamoring for to be where she's at right now. You are telling me you heard EO Sky's music and said, oh, snap, let me go do something else in the house. And you completely no, actually- missed a great match and Bianca's return. Is that what mm-hmm. you're telling me, sir? No, I said, oh, snap, here comes Charlotte. And I got I'll up. Be I'll be yeah. damned. I've been telling you, I am not. I'll like, be damned. I, I'm not sure what it is about Charlotte. Because I like Charlotte. I think she's a great wrestler. I think she's good. Ring. But I I don't know. It's just, she ain't getting it for your boy. And I expected her to, uh, to win. So I wasn't really trying to see that. So when I heard that music play back to Rhodesia, yeah, I got super excited. I had to go back. I had to go back to that 15 seconds right before she came out. I wanted to see everything happen. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see her come down and. I had to get into that, yeah. But that was exciting. And she, man, she just looks so beautiful. When you look at her, you're like, how can you not, like, even just smile looking at her? I I, I did kind of maybe wanted her to go bad girl for a moment, maybe somehow get entangled with the Street Profits and Bobby. Oh, but entangled. when I saw her. Whoa, entangled. <laughs> well, oh, you know. Wait a minute. <laughs> entangled. You've been watching too. You want, you, you we were talking about Jada too long. Like, We've yeah, been like, watching. We there's talk another about meaning. There, there's another meaning of entangled than just what Jada. Kind of okay, <laughs> in August. Okay. No, Jada Pickett hijacked that that word. <laughs> you want them going from TV PG straight to TV MA? That's oh, okay. no way. You know what? Whatever. When I that's saw that's crazy. I mean, I but, you her. know what? Hey, we talked about yucky yums. We can't knock anybody <laughs> yum. So if that is what <laughs> you want out of your wrestling, we, I can't wait to Wednesday. Star Stop continue for WWE. Is, is that a feeling? Is that why Bianca was gone? She was having an entanglement? Wow. I got I got to feel oh, like I know you're still hijacking my comment right there. What I'm saying is that I wanted her maybe, and I like it, but that's crazy. I maybe wanted her to be a bad girl and just seeing her looking like that million bucks like man, it's going to have a hell of a birthday. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, Lord. I can't wait. I can't wait. I know I know what I'm in for. I do have to say though, uh you know, I I nitpick sometimes. I got to nitpick something. I know where you're going with this. Dakota Kai with the damn belt. That's not a thing. And I know when she had the belt, I said, like, why does she have the belt? It's a championship match. You give the belt to the ref. Referee gives it to the timekeeper. So I knew the belt was going to play into the finish. But that's lazy. She can't have the belt. That, that's not a thing. You could have ran something over, and then Dakota grabs the belt. And then, you know, she hits her with it, with the, with the spear. I, but I, I got to say that because if that was done on AEW, people would have just kind of had their arms up like, look at this. Nobody's supposed to have the belt at ringside during a match. Not, so I, hold so on now, so man. I, I got to nitpick that. Hold on now. I don't know about no rules about that the manager and the ringside can't hold the title now, you understand? I don't think that's Why? a thing. Yeah, going to, it or, absolutely go is a trade. thing. If it's a championship match, I think yes. it is. You no, have to turn not, it over. I ain't never heard nobody say nothing like that. Now you understand. I think that's just the way it goes. No, you but turn the belt in. That's she, why they always but, kiss the belt. You don't. You don't kiss the belt and give it to the give ref, it to your partner. To give it to your manager. <laughs> that's not a thing. What, well, so let's say Dakota went over there and she grabbed the belt back and put it on the shoulder. You and think that's what she should have match? They gonna stop the match. She should have done that thirty seconds before the spot, not the entire match. She had the belt and the I, entire match, and I think she's had the belt a couple of times. She's been out there doing that thing. So I bet she has it. And you I wouldn't know because you fast forward through those matches anyway. I bet she. No, I've seen her. God, okay. God. I've seen her because I, I think that Dakota Kai <laughs> looks really great 
holding the title. I'm like, when Russell looked no, at the picture, Russell looked at I'm like, wow, she looks really yep. great holding that title. She had the no, black you look, hair. No, you looked at the picture and yeah. said, what the hell did I miss on SmackDown? Let me go back and watch. Dakota's <laughs> champ now? Damn, he, he got me better, man. Like, <laughs> well, something we won't fast forward through is the opening of SmackDown and LA Knight interrupting Pauly. First off, that's just like when, when they said that after SummerSlam, they're going to put that rocket strap on LA Knight. We're here. We're mm-hmm. seeing it. You know, we've been seeing it every week. And for him to be in, you know, interrupt Polly, it is that whole how all that went down. I love the fact that Jay came over um, and jumped Jimmy. Jay looked like a million bucks in just an all black hoodie. Yep. And his and Cena's reactions to the reaction they got from that crowd, that's special. Like, Cena did his thing, you know, when his music hit, and you could see in his face, he's like, whoa, with that energy he mm-hmm. got back. Same thing with Jay. When Jay took that off and that crowd response, he had to look like, whoa, that's for me. Mm-hmm. Like, that just has to be an incredible feeling for them yeah. to, to get that type of love and reaction back from the crowd. And you see it in real time, uh, which I, I thought that was really, really cool. And it's like, I liked it because it made sense. It was a callback to SummerSlam, which I hated the finish. <laughs> I still hate the finish. But now it's like you kind of look and week by week, they're, they're starting to repair the damage that happened from August to, I mean, I guess you could say just a few weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, they've already repaired it, man. That, that wound's already healed. It's we're ready to go to the next thing. And especially on the next thing, Logan Paul, I like seeing him on my TV. And he was cutting a promo and there was like a lot of truths in his promo. It's like, always it was a very it. cocky heelish, but he was, mm-hmm. he was spitting like a lot of straight facts. Mm-hmm. Talking about, you know, Dom had a daddy last time he was there. You know, Roman <laughs> used to actually show up for work. I'm like, man, he is just, you know, he talked about this, his previous opponent being an embarrassment. Man, it, he just cut like a really great promo. Um, I'm kind of interested in seeing his match with Ray. Uh, I think the actual uh, Crown Jewel car is shaping up very, very nicely, guys. It is. It's going to be a good show. Uh, those shows used to be throwaways. It was to get the old timers uh, a big payday because that was what the Saudi peeps wanted. And they wouldn't really talk about that show after it was over. And over the last year now, those Saudi shows are just, now they're just big events that happen mm-hmm. in, in Saudi. So I think this was going to be the same. And I, I loved it. It's time to crown. It's time to crown Paul. He when he signed this year and he re-signed, he made a comment about he wanted gold this year. And when he said, it, I was like, okay, well, he's not beating Roman. And the time that was the only title that they had, for like a big time, like he's not beating Gunther for the IC belt. This this is the title. And this tells me they probably had this plan for months and months and months in advance, which is great. This could be when to what you, you know, you've been clamoring for E is when LWO turns on Ray have Logan walk out with the title and then have him be just a stupid over the top heel with the title. I'm your champ. This is, this is the United States belt. Like you can't boo me. I'm, I'm, you know what I mean? Just kind of mm-hmm. going down there. But uh, yeah, I, I, I loved his promo. Yeah. I definitely wouldn't mind seeing Logan Paul as champion. I think that would do big business for him. Um, but let's stay with the world of uh, WWE real quick. I just want to spend some time talking about, Brian Pillman Jr. or Alexis King as he's going by now. It's not Bill Pillman? 
It's what no. Bill. Oh, okay. Sorry. No, no, no. He's he's the king, y'all. He's the king. <laughs> and um, I was watching his promo. I mean, like his little promo packages they've been building around him for him are very intriguing. He does a great job with him, especially his promo. And I'm like, damn, the AEW missed a boat on this guy, or is this another prime candidate of? somebody in the controlled environment can really flourish. Because I said before, there's only a couple guys that can that can thrive creatively with a blank canvas, right? Like a swerve. Like you're seeing full display what that man's capable of. Give me the pen and paper. Let me go. But maybe a guy like Brian Pillman needs some kind of structure in, plan, in place. He needs to be able to kind of, you know, get a couple bullet points or work within a, uh, within a frame so him be creatively. Because... I would never think that he would turn on his daddy like that. But in a lot of ways, this is why I want to talk to you about it, Matt, specifically. And Rhodes, you got things a little bit before your time. Like, I think Brian Pillman, if he can see this, will love it. It's like somebody Absolutely. who who Absolutely. was about controversy and, you know, working the people and the business. I think he would love this character that he's doing right now. And I think he will actually, you know, in a lot of ways, you know, much like Dom is doing with Ray, I, th- I don't think he would mind at all that he's using his name to kind of get over. I think he would want that. I think this is, I think the, the promo and the character is going to be awesome for that company. My only thing on that would, I thought he would have kept the name, but now that he hasn't, and this is kind of the pathway he's taken, I'm enjoying it. I'm okay with it. I thought that he should use the name to help him get over more, but, I guess they found another way, maybe in that controlled environment. Like you said, you have a structure. Here's your bullet points. You have to stick to these bullet points. The monsters behind you now go. I don't don't think it's about um, anything about AEW except for production team. We haven't even seen them go in the ring yet. We get to see them this week on NXT. After a few weeks, we can start having conversations of just somehow AEW missed the boat. I don't think anybody watched Pillman in AEW and said like, damn, Tony's really missing the boat on this kid. No, we kind of felt like, man, I wish they, they would do more with him at times, but it wasn't a situation where we were locked in on him and we were like, they got to do more. He's just, he's in a, he's, he's in a better situation right now for the story that they're trying to tell that they're doing, which I think they're doing great with. I think he is more important than he's ever been already. I can say that. I do believe that, mm-hmm. but I think we got to give him a few weeks to see just, how he takes to it and how he works in the ring. My worry for him is I've talked, you know, we talked about LA Knight too much too soon a couple weeks ago. I wonder if this is too much too soon from a character. Like this is a big spotlight for him. Like if you've never seen Pillman work before, so we know there's a lot of people who don't watch AEW. If you are an NXT or WWE person and you see these video packages, he's gotta show improving the ring. You know what I mean? Like, yep, this upcoming week is step one. It's a big step, but it's only step one. But it's a big step. Because if, if he's not the goods in the ring, you're now you're like, all right, he's not as good as, as we thought. But and that's why I'm has- so glad. I'm that's why I'm glad they're also taking their time with Jade. Because you don't want that. Anybody who's never seen her wrestle, her first thing in the ring, even if it's not a match, her first move, whatever it is in the actual 20 by 20 squared circle has to be extremely memorable. And I think they're doing it right by taking their time 
with her. But I'm I'm that that's probably what I'm most looking forward to this week on NXT is just to see what his presentation is in ring and, and how they start developing that. Last part on Brian or on the King, I guess. He has the luxury of making some screw ups. So I know you said that's a big, big shadow or that's a big thing behind him getting getting all this love, getting all this attention, that rocket strap on him. But he is going to NXT. So he has that ability to fail a little bit. So unlike maybe Jade and the way they're they're showing it or teasing it, she might just go straight to the main card. And like you said, it gotta be memorable. Where for Bryant or for King, he has the ability to not be that great ring work right now. Yes, but I, I, but but when you have sorry to step on you, E, but when you have Austin in your promo video, you're showing like you're you're showing legends in it. Your 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 fan base is going to correlate who you're being compared to to sure. to you. Sure, but you still so, get so to go to main why. event. You still go to the main roster, and those people who watch main roster WWE, not all of them watch NXT. So you still have that ability to still evolve into that next step. I totally agree, Robert. That's what I was going to say. I think this is allows him to kind of grow into his character. And here's the thing about Pillman. He's been wrestling for uh, quite some time. He's not a rookie quite like Jay. We've seen him work. He's not bad mm-hmm. in ring. He's not going to go in NXT and he's going to you know, poop in the bed. Like that's, that's just not going to happen. And I think that work rate is a little bit different. And it's a, it's a different expectation in NXT because he, as Rhodesia said, he's going there into in a more of a controlled environment, right? He's going there to learn the, the get better in the ring, to learn his character, and wipe up and work out all the kinks. If it's ring work, his character work, promo work, whatever it is, get him ready for Raw and SmackDown one day. So I think he'll be fine. But I know you guys had a uh, big pay-per-view last night that you guys uh, attended. You guys want to talk about it? Yes, yes. So impact and i'm gonna call it that for right now our impact bound for glory one takeaway i had and then we'll go into a couple of the matches that stood out and matt and i talked about it not one time during the whole show did i get up to get a beer or did i get up to use the bathroom and that right there has to say a lot about what i'm watching the product that i'm seeing of course live it's always going to be a little bit better than when you're watching it on tv but when from the moment I sat down, I didn't want to get up because I was scared that I was going to miss something. They knocked it out of the park. Before we kind of talk about the highlights, Matt, anything you want to say as far as the takeaway? Before I, had a I few. go into matches, yeah, and I'll kind of just run them down really quick. Uh, Tyler actually just sent me a DM while we were recording. Shout out to my guy Tyler and uh, the folks over at Gimmick Infringement. Uh, he said, we'd love to include your POV for the pod. How did last night's experience compare to previous Impact events you've attended and the TNA name change? So we can, of course, talk about the TNA name change uh, after we kind of give our thoughts. But one, we talked about the production upgrades. I talked about that about a month or so ago. And it comes across way better in the building than it does on TV. On TV, you can see it a little bit. It looks completely different. Uh, live they've added video walls to uh right across from uh the hard cam side they've added state-of-the-art speakers inside so it looks really really good um that show was great 
<laughs> it really was a, a really was a great show. To Radisha's point, you could you could pop that show on somebody who doesn't watch Impact, and I would think the majority of people that watch would be like, okay, I can see myself giving this a shot. It was a buffet from Monsters Ball, which was a hardcore match, to the the Battle Royal, which I'm sure Bully Ray produced, because um, like a, a lot of stuff meant something in there. To straight, the main event was a straight wrestling match. You got your, you know, indie riffic five star match with Osprey and uh, Bailey, which I am ready now to say Osprey Let's is go. my favorite wrestler. Let's go right now. I, I've seen him wrestle numerous times, and you know, I've had the the joy of seeing him at like you know front row, and he's just on another level. Like everything he does in the ring, if he's selling, if he's giving the offense to the story he tells in his matches. He typically has a spot in his match where it's a close two count. And then he'll pick up the pace. He'll do something else, and then it's another close two count. And they're never the same. There's sometimes we see wrestlers that kind of get stuck in the same format of their moves and what their comeback looks like, their hope spots, things of that nature. And Osprey is not like that. He's He is just on another level. He said his contract's up in February. He is weighing all options on where he goes. I know Radija wants him to go to WWE. Yes. Um, I just want him on national TV weekly at this point. On that match we'll, there? Yeah. On that match there, Mike Bailey speedball. I, I love speedball, but there are times where he can do some joint manipulation that is not my cup of tea of wrestling. And on that show last night, that's why, like, Will Ospreay is the man. And Mike Bailey is, too, for sure. He even says it's so on Twitter. He's like, now y'all going to recognize who I am. I told y'all I'm, I'm an elite. But as far as Will Ospreay, he makes anybody he wrestles with even better. I have not seen a bad Will Ospreay match. And this is going back when he wasn't even a heavyweight Will Ospreay. To me, he's absolutely the man. He made a match that had some joint manipulation in there, still be a five-star match, completely killed the show last night as far as the match itself the match quality work rate the excitement like you said the false finishes and how everybody was popping and going hard there was so many times where I thought that Mike was actually going to win um and he didn't but overall two thumbs way up for that match it, it's such a blessing to be able to see that kind of in person were you able to see any of it e? oh he did again he's on mute he had like a four week run though, or four episodes. No, it was more like four shows. Four, four episode, yeah. four episode run. He did, yeah. did. You know, the funny thing is, I, I actually thought I pressed the darn button and it went unmuted. <laughs> I must have at some point pressed it again or something. I don't remember. No, I wasn't getting that pay per view. No, ma'am. <laughs> I was oh. waiting for you guys to tell me all about it. I'll close my eyes and I can see everything unfold right in front of me. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> That's when he pressed the mute button. But a match that probably wasn't a five star two thumbs up match. Okay, so so, what, so what we're what we're gonna start doing what episode are we on? Seventy six? Yeah. Well we're gonna start doing come episode seventy seven, which okay. is Wednesday. We're okay. gonna start giving it up. And we're not gonna be disrespectful, but okay, I am so tired of y'all tiptoeing on some of these things. And right now specifically Radiz, I'm talking about you. I know you it of is course okay you're talking to, to say me. something's not good and just say it's not good. It was far from a five-star match. You, we don't have to shit on the people and be personal about it. It was just an off night. It's okay well, to say well, that on. something first wasn't off, good. First off, you were very clever on the clips that you cut of me, so I got to make sure I had that disclaimer yeah, ahead of time. Not okay? necessarily. Okay. The, I'm going to give it up. Somebody, Let's give it up. Hey, Let's give it hey, up. So look, on Friday, Radija's sitting there watching SmackDown, and Zelina uh -oh. comes on screen, and she goes, 
Yeah, I mean, I ain't gonna say what I think about Zelina. I was like, well, you can say what you <laughs> think about Zelina. She's like, well, I said it on a podcast two weeks ago. I was like, well, no, you never really said anything about Zelina. First so off, I'm not I don't gonna sound put, like a drunk. So, so I'm not so going to put that on there, but we need to give it up. Once again, our people that listen to us, shout out to all you guys. We love you guys. You guys listen to us because you guys know we're unbiased. You know, okay. We're not, okay. Fine. 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 But, but the the thing is, I don't ever want it to ever come across that I am shitting on somebody, and I don't even do this for a living. I took one clothesline in my life, and I'm like, I cannot do this ever. Like in life, I never wanted to do it, and I took a clothesline, and I'm like, I can't do this. So I don't ever want it to make it sound like I'm I'm shitting on somebody, and I can't even run run the the ropes. But that match was so underwhelming. Um, Trinity and Mickey James. Might have been Mickey James' last match. At the end of the match, it kind of got that vibe that this is probably was her last time that she's going to wrestle, or at least wrestle for a while. It just wasn't there. And you had some great matches. The Monster Ball was crazy. And then for that to kind of follow you, and you follow, I think they followed Will Ospreay. Yeah, they did. They followed Will Ospreay and um, Speedball, too, one of their matches. Like It's like, uh, they already... They already had to have a, a five star match or a four star match to even like be like, damn, like they did it. And they just didn't. They both look good. The timing just looked a little bit off. The chemistry just wasn't there. And I love and respect both of them very much. But that match, it was it was poor. But everything else on that car was so great that I still feel like this was an amazing pay-per-view that we saw. But that match, it was pretty bad. It was just it was better? just an off night. It was just pretty an off bad. night. Yeah, that's all. Mm-hmm. And, it, and that wasn't the feeling I got online. So maybe it was just in the arena. But I think they know it was just an off night. They, uh, it was a miscommunication spot early. And this just happens sometimes in wrestling, right? Like everybody has an off day at work. Nobody's perfect anytime. And unfortunately, if you have a regular nine to five, you're able to go take a break. Yeah. Right. 10, 15, 30 minutes. Get your head right. If you play professional sports, you're able to call a timeout. If it's basketball, you're able to commit a foul and, and get your thoughts together and stop the momentum. In wrestling, there is no. All right. Hold on a second, guys. Let's <laughs> let's lock in. Let's get this back. Yes. And yes, there is. Yes, there is. We're it's quite a wrist hold. It's quite a wrist hold. No. Nah. But, yeah. but, when, but when the momentum is not there, you hear wrestlers talk about it all the time that yeah. it can snowball. And it just snowballed last night. Like I said, it was a spot earlier in the match that didn't go right. And then it kind of just kept going. And it kept going. Hey, and it kept going. Look, if, if John going. Cena was in that match, he would have grabbed the headlock. And you would have heard him audibly. All right, we're losing them. <laughs> Slow down. <laughs> Let's get back on track. One, two. <laughs> Yo, talking about talking, though, man. That main event, which, again, we talked about how great wrestling match that was with Alex Shelley and Joss Alexander. Shelley was talking a lot. I don't know if you peeped that, Matt, and I don't know if you saw it on air. He was talking a lot, like, to the point where I'm like, you might want to take your your headset off and, like, listen to what he's saying. Because I'm like, ooh, what's happening here? And for one moment, it felt like it was a pause that they didn't know what was about to happen next. I don't know if that's just because we were live and you see that and you don't quite see that on television. But I was like, "That, that was pretty bad for me. No, I mean, that's that's part of the game. I'd rather you communicate in the ring than have every single move mapped out before you even get out to the crowd. And no matter if it's working or not, we worked on it and we spent all day coming up with these 36 moves in a row and we're going to do these 36 moves in a row. So give me all the talking in the ring. That shows me that you guys are out there communicating <laughs> properly. Uh, but yeah, every match was I thought was great except for the women's match. And that was, I talked about it last week, that was like one of my top two matches I was looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Um just off, whatever. We move on today. Hopefully, 
it wasn't Mickey's last match. I mean, I guess if you look at it and say, damn, that'd be cool if Trinity had her last match for her, mm-hmm. but I would I would rather her like kind of not go out like that. And if once again, if, if you guys felt that match was great, please let us know. Yes, I'm just telling please. you what I felt. And we Rudy's and I didn't talk at all about that match during the match. And as soon as the match was over, I just, I turned to her and I just looked at her. I was like, just an off night. And she was like, yep. And then I, we knew. And there was no, like, this is boring or this match sucks chance. It, it just felt unlike any other match that was on the card. Mm-hmm. And before we leave, I just want to say congratulations to the gauntlet match winner. We have Jordan Grace taking the reins of that beautiful sequence with her and Bully. When Bully first got actually in the match, I just got to mention this. When Bully first got in the match and he was messing with Kylie King, beating her up and you could just see just pure pleasure on bully's face he was having a good time in that match beating up on a woman and again who can beat up on women other than like bully like that's him like and and you don't feel like he's disrespecting women it's like he's helping them develop in their in their in the ring but i really love that and at the very end one thing maybe they did not catch on tv because where we were sitting um when oh my god what's what's pitbull name what's jordan grace husband's name Damn it, I can't, whatever. When uh, he Josh, got el- Joshua uh, Grissom. Gr- Grissom, yep. When he got eliminated um, and he was walking off, Jordan was like, don't worry, I got this, babe. I got this. And I thought that was like the cutest, like awesomest moment there. Um, and in the end, she w- was victor over bully. I thought that was an amazing sequence that they did at the very end of that. And I was really happy that she won. I called him Joshua. I meant Jonathan Grissom. My bad. Mm-hmm. And then now that leaves you to Ishan to talk about one of your favorite shows. What did we see at the end of Blood and Guts? Blood and Guts. A Bound for Glory. The unveiling. Well, yeah, you guys go ahead and bring it into it because I'm actually going to, you know, Matt hit, hit me on the text with, with the news, man. I was like, oh, snap. So I looked more into it. But what did you guys see live um, with TNA? How did that come off? So when the match was over, um, the main event match was over, they had this video package. Um, awesome, awesome video package. And it was some WWE-type production. I was kind of happy about that. And then finally they had um, Frank come out the water with this box. They open it. And when they open it, it was like, all oh, this halos of flare, the blue, 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 just shooting out everywhere. And they brought back TNA, total nonstop action. Nice. So you guys just saw like, the video package. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. so they they showed us a four minute video package, and then they shot it. I think they cut it, the pay per view at the end of the video package, mm-hmm. and then live in the building they cut the lights on, and Scott Demore and a few of like the Impact TNA originals was in the ring, and the crowd of course is going crazy, giving them a stand ovation. Demore cuts a promo, basically saying that everywhere we've been, we still hear those three letters. I remember being here, and the likes of you know he named off Dixie Carter, Jeff Jarrett, people like that who were in the promotion. Uh, and then when I come back years later, some of these guys came back, it was just different. And we're getting back to, you know, we heard you guys loud and clear. We're getting back to having these three initials screamed in arenas across the world. And it begins in Vegas uh, at their next pay-per-view. And it sounds like they're doing, of course, an overhaul with branding and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Some people try to kind of downplay it a little bit. And I was never like, I, I wouldn't, I was never a TNA guy, you know, We've talked about that numerous times on the pod. You know, he's been watching them since you had to pay $10 a week on Mm pay-per-view for it. But I thought it was cool because we still look at Impact as TNA. And some people online were like, you know, the whole TNA thing, you know, nothing has changed in society. We know what TNA used to stand for. 
it still comes with that. And I, I don't think it does anymore. Like the video has gotten like 2 million views. I think so far I've seen nothing but overwhelming positive response from fans. And at that point that tells you it worked, but it meant something to the wrestlers in the ring. Like it, it legit meant something to them to hear TNA, to see like Frankie left and was like, man, that was fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. That was actually what he said when he, when he walked past and it's like, okay, well, if it means something to y'all like that, I'm on board. Hey, it means something to me, man. There it is. Like Where's my guy at? I know he was happy yesterday. <laughs> Michigan destroyed Michigan State. My man said, this, oh, I got to pull it up now. Go ahead. I'm, I need shit, to make that a drop. I need to this shit means something to me, man. <laughs> Look, when, um, when Matt told me that, I was really happy. And I was actually proponent for them to switch to Impact Wrestling. Because at, at the end of the day, I was hoping that, you know, TNA is great. But they went through a lull and where TNA wasn't TNA anymore. So I'm like, all right, rebrand, get away from the, the name that's, you know, because originally it means you no know, tits and ass, right? Right. You know, so get away from that crew name, rebuild an impact, impact and, you know, start over. But now I'm like, hey, bring it back. Bring it back because there was so many fond memories in TNA. It was so many great wrestling moments in TNA. So many great wrestlers walked into TNA. And I, I think that... TNA, for whatever reason, at that time didn't get to do that it was old because they were getting over 2 million um, viewers at some point, right? I know it's still a different age and how people consume television, but they still had a lot of eyes on that product back in the day. So I'm and glad that's when they were on Spike, back. right? That's when, back, that's back when they were on Spike. Okay. Um, big show. But I, I'm happy they're, they're back. I'm hoping in January when they get the official rebrand, I, I hope they continue to upgrade that production and make that show look more like a show, right? And I hope we get some surprises. I'm hoping Dolph Ziggler signed with them. That would be an awesome get for them. I'm hoping any of the other guys that were, you know, released or let go from the contract, like Ali also jumps over, and they have some awesome star power on that show. Matt, we talked about the other day that, you know, Ace Steel was backstage. Yeah. Right. Try as a he producer. Was. He was. So I hope that was a, a foreshadow. Kicking dogs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I heard he still had skin. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Off Kenny Omega hanging off his lips when he walked into the impact. I'm hoping that's a foreshadow of what's to come. I'm hoping because I, I think there's some truth. I don't, I don't think we're going to see CM Punk and WWE. I, I, I don't think at this point. But I don't think his story should be over. And I would love for him to continue his story in TNA. I hope that he helps make TNA come January 2024. You understand what I'm trying to tell you? What collision should be. I hope we get that on TNA on Thursdays and we have another viable, awesome third company for us to enjoy. What say you guys? Well, and I think. Um, you don't have to have Punk for that. I would love Punk to be in Impact. I, will, I want Punk to be anywhere wrestling because he still has a lot to offer. They they just need better TV. I, I said that to Rhodesia last night during the show. I'm like, imagine that they had a much better nationally televised contract to be able to consume their product. Um, because, I wonder if again, their name, like, going back to their I, name, is... To that point, to get hopefully, but I, I don't know what their contract situation is, so I'll have okay. to look at that. I know some people watch it on YouTube. Like we have YouTube TV, it's not even available to watch on a weekly basis. Get get that show on better 
TV clearance because they are doing some great things. But they do have to upgrade. Even, like I said, watching it, somebody had sent me the clip uh, when the camera shot to me uh, after the Osprey-Mike Bailey match. I was like, man, I I haven't been in, like, 480p in, like, a decade. You know what I'm saying? I thought that was my internet connection. Man, I was like, so that's one thing they got to do better. Like, y'all got to show me in... I can't look better on the podcast than I do in a multi-million dollar. Come on, guys. Come on, Scott Demore. Get some new cameras. (laughs) Need to be 4K. But overall, two thumbs up. Great show. And then we got tonight, we have the Fallout show. I'm sure there'll be something big that happens tonight. And we'll, we'll, of course, talk about that on Wednesday spot. And last thing, right before we leave off, you know, staying with that CM Punk to TNA news that we've gotten. Um, I just, I just want to recap because, like, I, we talk a lot about CM Punk. You know, he got a lot of pushback. Um, but you know, Mark Henry, who you know, it, it's funny. Mark Henry, I listen to him on Busted Open quite often, and uh, especially he's on a lot of the shows when a lot of stuff was was hot with CM Punk and stuff was going on with AEW. And you can tell Mark ain't want to say a lot, right? Because he's an, a, a company guy, but he knew some stuff. He tried to, you know, not give too many opinions. But he was on a podcast the other day. Uh, with Booker T. And uh, he says that, uh, Mark Henry says that he saw CM Punk try to uplift the younger talent AEW. He feels that Punk has an old school mentality that rubs young people the wrong way. He said that Punk is stuck in his ways and is not a knock because he likes that conviction. I was trying to see if this heart thing or what she was doing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work doing the pie. It, does, it doesn't. There it is. Oh, yeah. oh, it works. Hey. It does work. Yeah. If you got, got yeah, so like uh, our software that we use now, our, like our if you make a heart with your hands, like it, it pops. So if you're watching the, the YouTube video, you see it. Well, you saw it. It's not. Hey, anyway. Hey, on, on TNA, if we can upgrade, so can you guys. That's upgrade along for pump. That's a shoot. And with those hearts, if it was just a little bit more love in that. AEW locker room for punk. Things would be better. It's been better. Collision would still be a must-watch show. And Collision was good. I'm not gonna do that. Malachi Black coming back and just kicking the hell out of everybody. It was incredible. He showed up like 15 different times and everybody got it. I thought that was wow. Thank you. you no, know, the funny thing is, Malachi Black showing up on Collision is the only thing that will make me watch it. I'm gonna go back and watch that segment on his show. But what do you guys think about CM Punk? Positively produce, uh, you know, integrate into a uh, wrestling locker room. Hopefully, TNA. I have no comment on that. Still hate him. Huh? I don't hate anybody, but yeah, I'm just I'm over him. Is that better? I'm just over a punk. But if this is gonna give TNI eyeballs, then give who? Go- TNA. What the hell? What the hell is TNI? I said TNA. Okay, you said TNI. Total. That was my that was my country slang right there. Oh, okay. Is that TNI? Got it. No, so TNA. Then, then that's fine for them because they need that, especially if they're doing this rebrand and they getting back to what they used to be, but better, which I don't like people going back to their old names because if that wasn't successful, then why did you go back to it? But I never watched CNA, so I have no leg to stand on in that comment I just made. But Well, I mean, I've already said that I, I want Punk wherever he can be, but to Mark Henry's comments, if you don't have significant and proper structure throughout the top over promotion when you have a star as polarizing as punk and from what we hear how he is backstage it seems like a lot of people more people love him than hate him 
but it seems like he can rub somebody the wrong way. You put the exact same punk in WWE system, and we'd never hear an issue. Because, because is, there, is there an issue, though? Is he allowed to even act that way? Yes, because what has he done outside of what he's been allowed to do? Besides putting hands on Perry and Everdilly and telling Kyle, I'm going to kill you as soon as we landed back in the U.S. Besides that, what else has he done that you say, oh, this guy's a malcontent. This guy shouldn't even be here. Yes. Oh, be, the majority of the times what you hear from people like from FTR or from Jade or from a lot of these people who are just like, man, Punk went out of his way to kind of give me a nugget here. You know, I went in and talked to him. That's the majority of what you hear. He wouldn't be doing his little tour that he did earlier this year, going to Impact Wins in Chicago and spending time in the locker room and then going to WWE if this guy is some guy that just everybody just completely hates. I, I say he rubs people the wrong way. But at the end of the day, if everything is up the way it needs to be, even if he does say something to another wrestler that they don't like, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Like you're not you're not hurting my TV push. You're not hurting my on-screen persona, whatever the case may be, unless we're working one-on-one together. And so, like, Mark Henry feels the way that I'm sure that the majority of probably the old workers feel is like, he's just trying to help me. He's, he's going to give you the game. And if you can't take the game because you're younger, then that's on you, maybe, possibly. But Punk is the one that is not in the company, so I guess it's on him. So my last thing on that, because I just have to retort to that, but Punk will not be held to that high of pulling rank in WWE. Like when he was in AEW, I'm quite sure he had say. He could convince Tony certain things. I don't think he would have that same thing in WWE. So although we won't hear about it, it won't come out the locker room, I still feel like you're not going to be that big of a deal as far as production-wise, as far as shows and bookings, as you would have been in AEW. Am I off base there? No, that's why I said it wouldn't happen in WWE. Look, Punk is going to show up and he's going to go home. And speaking of going home, that's what Let's we're go. going to go ahead and do. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for watching. Peace out, y'all. Did we plug the socials ever? Don't do that. <laughs>